Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Welcome back, Enlightened Investors. Delighted to be with you today, as always. And we're going to take a look at responsible outsourcing for property managers and other real estate investors. With us today is Greg Brooks, who is a partner in Rocket Station, and he oversees business development and marketing. He joined the Rocket Station team with an immense background in sales and entrepreneurship, both in the public and private sectors. He has led teams in many industries, including sponsorship, fundraising, consumer packaging, goods, military sales, and hospitality. On top of this, he has worked for some of the top Fortune 500 companies, as well as having started and sold multiple companies of his own. So, Greg, take us into the show and share a memorable experience that helped you to be who you are today. Yeah, definitely. No, and thank you so much for uh, for having us, Alan. We we appreciate it. Say so when you when you when you told me that you kind of intro like this, I was kind of thinking, racking my brain, like what was something that was that was really memorable to me? And and one thing that stood out was I remember in grade school. Um, I'm from Canada originally. Now live in Dallas. We our, our third grade teacher. We used to do our reading corner, and every single time we read, we would have to. Um, partner up with somebody different. They would read the story. We'd read the story, share our thoughts. And I, I can distinctly remember we had a, a, boy, a boy who was who was in a wheelchair, who you know, just like any eight, well, eight, nine year old at the time, you know, everyone kind of stayed away, wondered what was wrong. Right? You're not just going up and asking. But I remember I got paired with him like the second week of school, and Daniel ended up becoming kind of one of my best friends all through grade school. We ended up going to separate middle schools. Came back at you know during high school, but. You know, really was kind of the first time I can remember that opened my eyes to other people's experiences, how it affects their, you know, view of the world, their perception of life. I think that echoes a lot with everything going on in the world right now. Having that bit of understanding for what somebody else is going through is super important, I think. So, so I think that's probably the, the biggest one, especially given I'm a young father now, you know, having that perspective, I think is super crucial. So yeah, that, that was one that popped out when you, uh, when you told me that that's how you like to intro the show. Well, an interesting story there and and a good and a ripe time in life to to learn those lessons. And, it's, uh, and it is difficult for other children to reach out to, particularly uh, children with disabilities. It's, uh, it's strange and different. And I'm glad that you were able to do that, not only for your friend, but for yourself as well there. Well, Greg, tell us about why is it important uh, to delegate. I think, and, and especially listening to some of your episodes, um, you know, knowing that a lot of people listening are probably passive investors or just getting into it, but have other professional roles, responsibilities, maybe companies that they own, professional careers. I think we all reach that point in our career where we realize we can't do everything to get to the goal that we have, whether that's a personal professional goal, whether that's a company goal, whether that's a quarterly goal we're striving towards. So we, you know, delegation is just so important, whether you are working at a fortune 100 company or, you know, whether you're just trying to, to create some passive income through multifamily syndication, commercial, you know, real estate development, whatever your means are, you know, realizing early that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people get into real estate because they want to enjoy the time freedom. You know, they want to put some money away. Obviously, you know, if you look at the top 50 pe- richest people in the U.S., Almost all of them have some type of real estate background. 
to their name. But I feel like so often we get stuck on that, you know, kind of back in first grade where we feel like we've got to learn it. We've got to do it. We have to do everything. We've got to touch everything. And getting, taking those same habits that probably most of your listeners have in their professional careers and immediately applying that delegation and prioritizing your time. What is important for me? What should I out, you know, outsource or hire somebody on to take off my plate? I feel like, and, and with a lot of our clients, what we see is that really is the delineating line between people who actually get to realize the benefits of real estate and investing, whether passively or full-time, and the people who you know, give it a good hard try, but just never are able to reap the rewards that can come with real estate investing. So I just feel like the delegation, regardless of what phase you're in, and now there's so many platforms out there, whether it's a very small task or whether it's a team that you need because there's so much going on, it's so important to realize early that you've got to do what you're great at and then delegate the rest just because you're not going to be able to scale yourself. Yeah, it is it, it is difficult for a lot of us who have a, these tendencies towards perfectionism. Uh, it's difficult for us to let go of that control and to accept that other people can do things as good as we can. And oftentimes, given their different specialties, they can probably do it better. Yeah. So you talk about this term of process mapping. Could you explain to us what process mapping is and uh, why that is important before we go into the hiring processes. Definitely. So so for us, process mapping is that deep dive and discovery to understand the internal processes that are associated with any function. So what that could mean is if you're hiring someone to act as an executive assistant, it could be little things like, hey, I prefer to fly these airlines or I prefer to stay at these hotels or here are some templates to respond to various email communications that come in. Or creating a list of who are priority email contacts, who are people that, hey, you can handle it. We feel like for, and really what our whole business model is built around, I mean, we have over 2,200 incredibly talented people in the Philippines that work for our clients as a part of their business. But what we really see ourselves as is is a process-driven company that helps act as that bridge for entrepreneurs, whether you're established or just getting started, to help you develop those systems and processes so that you can empower your, not only your team member, your hire to do the work the right way, but also truly be able to hand the work off from yourself, right? And not have to rely on yourself being the trainer, being the person who has to micromanage or who has to still kind of put their hand in to, to help out because the training and implementation is there. So, so really, you know, it, it's a series of steps that, that we go through to evaluate the work that's being done, simplify existing processes so that they run efficiently, and then documenting them, turning them into standard operating procedures that can then be leveraged as training material for virtual assistants or new employees, you know, whoever is eventually going to take on the task. That does, I mean, that sounds like, I mean, that is quite a process and, and a process that probably a lot of people are not familiar with doing. So what, I mean, what scale do you do at this? I mean, if, if an individual has no assistance at this point in time, have never hired one, or they could be a company that uh, is, has 10 employees. And so they have some understanding of their processes and, and training methods and so on and so forth. Uh, who are you offering these services to? Is it uh, the the person who's never done this before or the larger companies? Definitely. So this, this is where my life is very exciting and why I love Rocket Station, not just for the people, but what we help our clients through every single day. Our business, we have a line of business that is just dedicated to small to upstart business owners. So people who maybe you've never hired an employee before, but you've started your real estate investment company and you know you need support 
administratively, bookkeeping, cold calling, marketing, whatever the case may be, where they actually, they've always maybe been an employee themselves. And they've never realized like, hey, at my job, I had a certain set of tasks that I had to do. And there was a certain way to do them. And my boss expected X, Y, and Z on the reports at the end of the month. And we helped them realize, well, hey, for you to become that boss, here's what we need to brain dump and kind of work through so that we can document it and hand it off to your future employees. So we work with, like I said, the small scale. Hey, I just need somebody part-time. Help me out here and there. Someone who's never gone through before. All the way up to, I mean, we, we work with, you know, companies that are, you know, are, are pub- publicly, publicly traded companies, companies that have thousands of employees where, you know, maybe they have processes or they have outdated process guidebooks, or maybe they, they are fully documented front to back, but they want that help and support to make sure A, their processes are running efficiently and that they're up to industry standards, but then B, so that if we're taking a role virtual and quite literally taking the position and having somebody halfway around the world do it, that those processes that might be designed for an in-office experience work in the new you know, virtual world that everyone's kind of dealing with. So, so it's exciting. Every day I come in and it, I mean, it could be someone that's got 100,000 employees and they're good to go. It could be somebody who this is their first hire. But regardless, we kind of stick to the same process of evaluating, taking the deep dive, outlining kind of what do you want this person to do? Is it something very simple where it's, hey, I just want somebody to do my monthly bookkeeping and ledger all my ledger all my accounts? Or is it a more complex role? And then we start breaking it apart and understanding the steps, the software, the technology, the reporting, what goes into it and what are the steps along the way? And then once we've got that knowledge out in the open, that's when our team then goes to organizing and documenting and standardizing it so it can be a process that's trained. Well, how would one who is looking to delegate portions of their workload, how are they going to distinguish whether they can go with a virtual assistant or whether it is that they need help that is uh, centered in the in the area in which they they live and work. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm sure as as I am, I'm I'm working remote today. Most of us, you know, this virtual assistant idea, most of us have been a virtual assistant in some type of capacity. I know like service workers, doctors, obviously you it's it's hard to do that virtual, but even even some of that has has become virtual with virtual appointments. But most of us are are relatively familiar now with the virtual assistant model. So what I tell people is if the the task or the job or the role that you want your virtual assistant to take on, if it's done on the phone or on the computer, which 95% of work is today, most likely you can outsource it to a VA, whether that's somebody who's just local, right? Who maybe you don't have an office, but they're in the same town, somebody who's in a different state, or like what we do, somebody who just happens to live halfway around the world. Yeah. Well, listen. Once you get all of this going, are there processes in place that help to further streamline a person's business operations? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people, they, they kind of do the set it and forget it, right? It's like, okay, if whether they use a service like us or whether they're a process-driven individual themselves and they're able to kind of document what they want, maybe create some training videos, you know, create a little bit of structure to hand off to somebody. A lot of people, that's where the investment ends, right? It's okay, I set this up, here it is, go. What we try to do is we create, you know, what's called feedback loops. So not only are we constantly evaluating the processes of our clients, and we do that through KPI tracking, right? Looking at individual team member performance and tracking patterns and understanding, hey, if you wanted this person to reach out to 25 prospective investors this week, were they able to do that? Yes or no? You know, if if they were, could they have reached out to more? Do you want them to reach out to more? If they didn't, well, what caused that? Are we asking for too much? Is the communication too much? Do they, do they not have enough hours 
in their day because maybe they're only part-time to be able to take care of all the touch points you want. So we're constantly working with our clients to refine, to edit. We also leverage, I mean, we work with over 600 clients all across the country. So we also, through the initial process mapping, try to offer where clients are looking for answers or, hey, what's the best practice for this? Or what's the best technology I can use here? Or you know, what's the best way to set this up? Also help them create efficient, scalable processes that are going to you know, be successful right from the time of implementation. I think even any of your your listeners that, um, you know, if, if you're hiring, don't just kind of set somebody up, invest a lot of time in the beginning and, and let it go. You know, you, you've got to have those calibrations. You got to have those daily check-ins. You got to, you know, be able to to really take that deep dive when it's needed, when something's not working. And and we say that all of the process documents we make, it's never set it and forget it. They're all living. They're always changing. They're always evolving. And really like that's where from a, a business owner standpoint, we really help our clients stay on top of their business, right? And what I mean by that is a lot of times, whether you're a passive investor or full-time, you get drugged down into working in your business, sending the emails, making the calls, ledgering the accounts, right? And so often that just chews up your 24 hours, right? It chews up your the amount of time that you have to put into the business where you could be focusing on strategy, new markets, finding new deals, soliciting new investors, whatever you know it is that brings you passion. So we really help our clients constantly evaluate those processes to make sure they're set up for success with the end goal of getting the client to where they're doing in their business what brings them passion. For some people, it's the bookkeeping piece. For some people, it's getting out and talking to investors and networking, right? So finding kind of what their passion play is, what their strength is, and then offsetting it with people who are better at the things that either they shouldn't be doing just because they're the business owner, not an employee, or things that just aren't within their skill set. And then we're there constantly monitoring and refining to make sure everything's trucking along as efficiently as possible. So you said you had what uh, something like 2,200? Yep, just uh, just over just over 2,200. We have 200, just over 250 employees that work for Rocket Station in the Philippines that help our business run every single day. Like the business model we sell is how we operate. That's all we're, we're doing. We're copying and pasting how we do it and showing our clients how to do it. And then we've got just under 2,000 virtual team members that are fully integrated into our clients' businesses that are working right alongside them every single day. Okay. So I was wondering how, how it was that, that you were providing all these process mapping and involvement in the processes here, but you have a team in, in, in the Philippines of 250 people who are doing all of that essentially from a virtual uh, perspective, but, but I guess within your offices there in the Philippines. Yeah. And we have, it's a combination of both from the process development. We have people stateside as well as in the Philippines, um, working one-on-one with the clients. You know, we really, for us, you know, we were, we were work from home before it was cool. So we've, we've been work from home for almost (laughs) eight and a half years now. And like I said, we're a very blended team where, you know, parts of our client experience, you're working with stateside team members, Philippines team members, combination of both. Because that's how we do my, my my sales team is 26 people here in the States and it's 42 people in the Philippines and they all sell the same product. So it's cool. We get to we get to kind of sell what it is we know works, right? Building mm-hmm. a business of over 2,200 people. We're really just trying to show clients what eight years of learning how to do that through our lens mm-hmm. and how to be successful with it and allow empower them to find world-class talent typically save a bunch of money mm-hmm. and and really be able to document and create a business 
that's scalable right right from the jump. Well, many of our clients uh, are going to be hiring property managers, uh, and that is not really something that could be outsourced uh, to the Philippines as the property manager needs to be on site. Uh, and you'd be, you'd be surprised. Our, <laughs> we Probably about 45% of our VAs working work for property management companies across the states. Because yes, the on-site property manager, they got to be there. Right. All those maintenance calls, the leasing mm-hmm. administration piece. There's so many virtual showings now. Property management, they, they, they're leveraging virtual talent as quickly as anybody in the real estate industry. So that's what I was going to ask. How is, uh, how is your on-site property manager going to integrate with a virtual team? And what are, I mean, you just mentioned some of the things, virtual showings and uh, following upon maintenance and, and what have you. Are there other things that uh, virtual assistants can can help with in terms of the property management aspect? Yeah, definitely. So like in the actual management day to day, I mean, all of it, making sure your vendors are paid, depending on how many properties you have, like if, if there's a plumbing issue, you might not have somebody on staff that's a contractor or a plumber to go do that. So you've got to go quickly vet a resource, find somebody, make sure they've got proof of insurance, make sure that they can get the job done in a timely manner. All of those touch points, we have clients that leverage VAs on that side. And then not to mention just fielding the tenant calls, whether it's whether it is a, a maintenance issue, whether it's, hey, it's 60 days until your lease is up. Let's send the automatic lease renewal, but let's also give them a call and say, hey, how's your stay been? Are you looking to renew? This is what the rate's going to be. All those just initial kind of touch points that are really cumbersome for the property manager to do. Because for most, most of our clients, they want their property managers interfacing with owners and making sure that they are communicating that their asset is being well-managed. And they want them, you know, if they're acting also as a leasing person, they want them showing properties. And that's really it. But where most property managers end up spending most of their time is the maintenance calls. It's the paperwork. It's the, oh, John in apartment 6X didn't submit his rental insurance. Like, And it's all that chasing and follow-up and those communications will come in full circle talking about the process. Property management is just a 12-month process, right? It's the same, for the most part, same ebbs and flows, same cycles, same things that go all the way from listing the property to leasing it, to managing it, to then moving in, moving somebody out and moving somebody new in. So where we act is, I mean, really like not actually right alongside, but literally right alongside Mm -hmm. that property manager where they can be out communicating with owners or finding new business or whatever that goal is for that property manager while still knowing that those current tenants and current customers are taken care of and that they're getting provided world-class experience and taking on a lot of just the administrative customer service type function that comes with with property management. Well, that's, I mean, I can see how that could work. I mean, property management is heavily, heavily laden with administrative work, which uh, certainly all of that could be integrated there. But you certainly are, it is also, it's going to have to be a really pretty tight integration there and uh, for it to work smoothly and, and correctly there. Because your property manager, even though they could be alleviated of many of those administrative tasks, they need to know what's going on uh, within within each one of those uh, administrative things. I mean, they need to know if apartment one one forty one is having a plumbing problem. Your on-site manager needs to know that. And if they haven't uh, submitted their insurance, your on-site manager needs to know that. They don't necessarily need to do be tied down with the administrative tests themselves, but they need to have their eyes on that. And I mean, that's really what you want from a property manager is you want eyes on on the ground and for them to know what's going on 
with your operations there. Yeah. And that's where our teams, we, we, we're very integrated. Like a lot of people, when you start talking about outsourcing or VAs, uh-huh. they think of the traditional call center, right? We've all called AT&T. We've all called our bank, right? And been put on yeah. hold and you get this person that can't answer and doesn't know and really that's isn't nice. authorized answer. That's not what our service is. Our service, when you talk about being integrated, our team members, they're in the software that the property manager is using. We help them set up communication platforms, whether that's a small team and they just communicate with text or whether they need something like Slack or some type of monday.com task management platform so that the property manager can very efficiently stay up to date with what the team's doing. But our teams, like I said, we want them to look, act and feel like they are a member of that property management company or of that investor's company. You know, We want them to feel like they are the person right there in the trenches with the client because we feel like anytime you create a game of telephone, it doesn't lend itself to having an efficient process or an efficient team. So by plugging them right into the business, making sure those processes and documents are there so they can really have that deep understanding, it just creates a nice synergy across everything where you can really leverage them just like they were somebody sitting in your office locally in whatever city you're in. Yeah. Well, most, your virtual assistants are, are in the Philippines. And when it is daylight here in the United States, it's nighttime in the Philippines. How does that work out? Yeah, for sure. And I, and I saw, have you, have you made a stop in Guam? Did I see that on your LinkedIn? Yes. I spent several years in Guam. Yes. I yeah. So you're, so you're familiar with obviously the time zone difference. So what a lot of people don't know. So to paint a picture, number one, any of your listeners, if you're looking for a vacation spot, now that the world is opening back up, some of the most beautiful beaches in the world are in the Philippines, country of 136 million people. And it's spread across 7,000 islands that if you were to push them all together, would be about the size of Florida. So very populous country, Manila is the capital. Like I said, most of your major brands, JP Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Google, Oracle, they have outsourced there for 20, 30 years. What the Philippines is known as is they are known as the nocturnal nation. So I like to, you know, I joke with some of our clients, we're very fortunate living in the US that our economy drives so much of the rest of the world's economy where we get to work the standard nine to five during the daytime. The Philippines really for the last, like I said, 25, 30 years has been the central hub for English speaking countries in the West to outsource to, meaning Central America, North America. So the the normal kind of white collar business professional, all of our people are college, have college degrees. If they're going to work as a professional and kind of work their way up the ranks, like I'm sure many of the listeners have, most of the time, unless they're working for an Australian company or, or client, most of the time they are going, you know, the, the, the overnight shift is the standard nine to five that we're used to. And so if we'll, we'll talk offline, I've got some great stories about 3am happy hours and all, you know, cause the, the daytime is kind of flipped on its head over there. But what we're really proud of is, as I mentioned, we're, we're work from home. So if, if there's any of your listeners who have dealt with Atlanta traffic, LA traffic, New York city traffic, Manila traffic is 10 times worse. So a lot of these major companies, they have huge offices in downtown Manila. I mean, Manila is a beautiful capital city, just like any in any country. And if you're living 20, 30 miles outside the city, which, you know, just like here in America, that's normal. You're looking anywhere from a three up to a six hour commute one way, depending on traffic. So what we do and and, and what we really, from from the start of conception was like, we're when you come work for Rocket Station, you're immediately getting five hours of your day back in your pocket because you'd still be commuting in for an overnight shift and then also not being able to take your kids to school or pick them up or go to their sports. You know, all the normal things that that young professionals have, you know, outside of their work commitment. So what we do is, is it's work from home and and we we, you know, we really provide them 
the ability to put real family time back in their pocket. Yes, their day is flipped upside down, right? They're having dinner, putting the kids to bed and clocking in for work, right? Then when the kids are getting up, they're clocking out, taking them to school and sleeping during the day. But what we, you know, what we found is it's, it's really lended to a, a better quality of life for, for our team members, just because, you know, that's where the opportunity is. And we're saying, Hey, you know, no more commuting, you know, five, six, seven hours round trip, you know, spend that time with your family. Well, enlightened investors, that is rocketstation.com. And Craig Brooks is our guest today. Check them out. They have a wonderful product to offer. And all of us, all of us who are working professionals know what it's like to be stressed and not have enough time in our days. So Craig, thanks for being with us today. Enlightened Investors, I look forward to being with you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steed Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steed Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at steedtalker.com.